Tonight, on the Midnight Train Podcast, we discuss Creepy Texas. That's right. So get your guns loaded, put the saddle on the horse, and prop your American flag on your shoulder. Warning. Listener discretion is advised. Usually I give examples here, but to be honest I have no idea what's going to happen. It's fucking Texas. Yeehaw. All aboard. Passengers, welcome to season four, episode 10 of the Midnight Train Podcast, where we bring the dark to light. What's that mean? You guys know what that means. We make fun of and joke about creepy shit while bringing you as much information on each topic as possible. I am your host, the conductor of the cryptic, Jonathan Sayer. And with me, as always, is the man who survived the corona and didn't even get a lousy t-shirt. It's Jeff Butchko. Hey. I, I did survive. I didn't get a t-shirt. I need to make one. I'm, you should. I was, I'm going to make one for you. There I you wanted go. to I say you, antibodies for sale. <laughs> 50 bucks a vial on the back. 50 bucks? Right. Yeah. That's pretty. Well, I mean, I got to draw the. I got to draw my blood. So it's. Well, I guess you got to pay thing. for the pain. Yeah. You know. Well, that's good for you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and with us, as always, the purveyor of the paranormal and the man whose beard has its own gravitational pull. It's Mr. Moody. What's up, dude? Ah, uh, you know, same old shit, different day. Yeah. It's a long weekend, so that's fun. Yeah. Well, for some of us. Holiday. Yeah, well, you're the one that's still in the restaurant business. Yeah. Oof. Speaking of, <laughs> so I'd like to talk about something real quick. Oh, shit. Ooh. I went out last night for the first time in like six months. Yeah. Uh, like a couple out, good buddies of, your, of mine. Out of your house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, a couple good buddies of mine, uh, my buddy Dan and then uh, Kenny, who we know. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they gave me some shit, told me that I needed to come out because I already have COVID, so I have nothing to worry about. So I was like, all right, fine. So It's a good point. I mean, it is a very valid point. So we met up at a, a local pub, bar, tavern, and uh, it was very odd. It, it's The thing I don't understand is, okay, so we, we went to the patio, and there's uh-huh. a patio off to the side. You don't even have to go in the building to right. get to the patio. Right. So I walked through the patio gate, okay, go to get a seat, and immediately waitress comes over. You have to have a mask on. You have to have a mask on. I'm like... Oh, because we're outside, you know, I'm like, okay, so I put the mask on and I go sit down. She's like, okay, you can take your mask off. I'm like, okay. So that like 10 foot walk. Yeah. That's COVID yeah. right there. You could get it real easy. But when you sit down, it's gone. <laughs> as so, soon as you hit the table. Yeah. As soon as you hit the table, the COVID's gone. Yeah. So, you know, we're sitting there and uh, having some drinks and bullshitting and it's very odd. You know, there's not a lot of people and everybody's kind of like standoffish, you know, like, like we're looking at all the different tables and everybody's like, you know, there's older people kind of just like eyeing us up. Like those are the kids that are passing it around, you know, like they're just <laughs> giving they us knew. those kind of eyes. Knew. Like they knew, see what it is, is like when you go to a different town or something, people just know you're not from around there. Yeah. Everybody just knows that you had it. <laughs> I know. Just well, like, we were also talking about it loudly too. It. So that, I don't know if that helped, <laughs> but anyways, all the, the, the waitresses, the barmaids, whatever you call them, the, the bar wenches, <laughs> They were, they're all walking around and like I noticed something odd. The older ones that and I'll, I'll put older at like, uh, we'll say late 30s and, and up all had masks on the whole time. All of the ones younger than that, Damn. no masks, nothing right. like thought, touching their face, itching their face, they, grabbing I door handles had to have masks on. You're supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like you're like, especially staff. Yeah. Staff that's is what I thought. Staff yeah. I thought was supposed so to. So I, I found that very odd. And then the, the oddest part of the whole thing 
was last call at 10. Yeah. Which was really weird. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. You know, I, I don't know. I, I just virus, thought it was really interesting. Virus goes to bed. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. That's the thing. The COVID comes out at ten oh one. Be careful. Now they they <laughs> what they did is they sent that stupid uh, their little research team out there, and uh, they found out that basically around ten o'clock is when people start going out and raging and not yeah not social distancing yeah. and yeah, everything. So now else. they just do it at nine o'clock instead right. of right, and that's exactly what happens too. So it, they it's, got a bunch of drunk fucks at ten o'clock yeah. right in the evening. So it was an interesting experience for me. Like I said, I don't get out much. You guys know that, and I finally went out into the world and. I was kind of like, wow, this is so different. Like, life has changed so much. <laughs> like yeah. a man coming out of a cave. <laughs> yeah. oh. what, what is this? What year is it? Yeah. <laughs> so you beautiful. What's, what's that movie with, uh, fucking, what's his name? Uh, Encino Man guy, where he was like in a bomb shelter since like the 50s or something. Oh, Brendan Fraser. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know what movie you're talking about. I can't remember what the hell it's called. That's, though. Jeff. Jeff. Yeah. That's yeah, pretty much. Years. <laughs> so. so you beautiful bunch of dark passengers know that we're just three goofballs and assholes that love history and can't get enough of the mysterious we want you all to know how much it means to us that you're listening to us as we speak literally as well technically it's not as we speak because when we spoke right oh because you're listening to it after we recorded would it would that be, be considered like time travel absolutely i mean i guess they go back they're going back to the past when right. they listen to us exactly but for us it's back to the future one point twenty one gigawatts. Jesus, it's gonna be that kind of show, isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah, dude, it's fucking early. What do you want? It, it is early. It is early as shit, and I am so hungover. Jesus Christ! I think we all are. We're all sounding a little raspy. Yeah, I'm rusty. feeling, feeling yeah. a little rough today. Uvula hurts. Yeah, <laughs> really. Do you, do you have one of those? I think so. Oh, don't you? I'm not a girl. Ooh. <laughs> So your reviews and support really do make all the hard work worthwhile. You guys know that. And in saying that, please stop over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening right now and give us a five-star review if you are able wow. to. Wow. Yeah. It helps for some fucking reason. Uh, and But, you know, we have no idea why. You can leave any review you'd like. And uh, you can also find us on Spotify and iHeartRadio by typing The Midnight Train Podcast in their search bar and clicking the follow button. You'll then get each episode as they're released. And, of course, as we've been talking about, Patreon subscribers will be getting a high as hell video or movie review oh, that we're going to be doing. It's going to be so good. We're just it's, trying to get all the, amazing. we're trying to get details everything lined details lined out and schedules and everything else. So, so I'm, I'm a little worried. I'm going to be honest. I'm a little worried <laughs> because I haven't partaken in that kind of activity Same here. in a long, I mean, at least know, over a year. I know, right? I know, right? <laughs> I know, right? So I don't know what could happen, dude. I might turn into like a whole different character and you guys won't be able to control me. Like it, it might be, I it might hope be crazy. that happens. I really do. Like a Jekyll and Hyde thing, you know? The listeners probably want that to happen as well. Yeah. And you know what's going to happen. You two are going to lose your shit. And I'm just going to be like, God damn it. There's going to be so much talking over on that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> either that or it's going to be the complete opposite. What are you doing? Just... Speed? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What are you smoking? I don't know. I don't know. Or we're just going to be baked out of our minds, not saying a word. Yeah. It would be dead silent. Like... <laughs> it's an hour and a half. Yeah. Dead this movie. Yeah. Dead yeah. Dude, we're supposed to be recording. Oh, it's going to be a fun experiment. <laughs> but yeah, you sure. guys can sign up and uh, listen to that over at uh, patreon.com forward slash the midnight train and train real quick. podcast <laughs> and real, uh, check that out real quick. Though, the reason why we have delayed this for so long, and we haven't done it yet is because we want everybody to have the opportunity and chance to check it out because it's only going to be on Patreon. That's the only way you're right. going to hear this, this crazy, crazy thing. Oh, boy. So we're, right? we're giving it a little bit of time. We'll, we'll announce 
probably a week in advance, just in case anybody wants to get on it and get on Patreon, and then you can check it out because it's going to be like a special, special bonus thing. Absolutely. Yeah, I 100% agree. So let's turn down the lights, adjust our seats, grab a drink, and let's get spooky. But first of all, here is a toast to all of you beautiful motherfuckers. Hi, Karama. Hello, Dottie. It's me, Pee-wee. Where are you calling from? Where? Honest. Listen, I'll prove it. The stars at night are big and bright. Big in the heart of Texas. <laughs> Dude, the, Wait, the funny thing out. about that is, real quick, like literally, I don't know if you guys have ever done that in Texas. No, I have it's not. It's fucking amazing. Does it really work? It's like the OHIO in oh, Ohio. Okay. Like people will literally stop what they're doing and you'll just hear a bunch of people. <laughs> it's, it's phenomenal. That's pretty awesome. So if you've listened to the show before, then you know that the three of us have done extensive touring within the music industry, you know, um, whether it was actually playing or being a part of, you know, a band and helping them and supporting them and all that shit. Where's the womp, 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 Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And uh, if you've never listened to us before, well, now you know that's exactly what we used to do. That's how that's, that's how we met. That's, yeah, that's how. Me and John. Yeah. And I, well, I don't know, whatever. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, and Jeff and I have been in so many freaking bands together, yeah. it's ridiculous. So we've decided to take that concept and apply it to episodes every once in a while. As sometimes we find cool things that we would love to talk about, but they might not have a complete, like a whole show worth of material in there. And uh, so with that in mind, this week, we load up the train for a tour of the one and only Texas. Woo! Ooh, That's I right. need my spurs. Yee-haw! We're heading to Tejas. Uh, on a side note, Texas is the worst fucking state to drive through in the world. Because it's like five states put together. I, I'll never forget the first time we drove through Texas. I fell asleep like right when we hit Texas, and I woke up God knows when later. Oh, and good I was like, for you. <laughs> I was like, like, where are we? <laughs> so I was like, we're in Texas. I'm like, wait, what? Oh, yeah. I'm like, I just slept for like nine hours. We're right. still it's, fucking in you're Texas. You're still in Texas. Yeah. yeah Especially was, if you have to go like from south to north or vice versa. It was all the way across. The oh, wall. shit. Yeah, oh, my God. I went to brutal. Dallas uh, about a year ago on a business trip and I was actually, or was it Houston? I can't remember. I know it was Dallas. One of the two. It was Dallas or Houston. I can't remember. It's COVID. It just destroyed my brain. But uh, <laughs> I was really let down. Like, like there really wasn't like now. There wasn't like anything going on. Like everybody had the fucking scooters, you know, the Uber scooters that you rent. That's probably Dallas. And it was just, it was just like fucking scooters everywhere. <laughs> or it was Austin because it sounds like Austin. I went to Fast and Loud though, the the restaurant. Okay. You know, uh, that the TV Gas show? Monkey. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah Gas yeah. Monkey. Yeah, I yeah. went there because I I used to love the TV show, so I had to go there. So I went there and ate like lunch, and that was cool. But like other than that, there was like there was like nothing really going on. I'm like, really? It's all hyped yeah. up for. What do you think it was gonna be? Like you know, people out there, like, like people with cowboy hats and shotguns, just be like, <laughs> you know, just on the corner of the street. Meeting you outside, partner. Yeah. At noon, there's always they're doing like, duels. There's duels <laughs> <Yeah>. at noon. <laughs> I was let down. It was just fucking scooters. You know. Yeah, so we we know that we do have some listeners down in Texas. So we figured that this would be a good place to start our little uh, regional little rides that we're going to be doing yeah, here. Absolutely. And it's going to be fun. And uh, it started with the tale of the Goatman's Bridge in Denton County, Texas. And, uh, you know, because I actually brought that up at you one did. point in time. And uh, we ran with it. So uh, they're, uh, you know, we pack some extra underpants you know, and, and a toothbrush. Oh. And uh, let's get ready to tour the creepy side of fucking Texas. Will there be toast? Texas toast? Yeah. I, I would hope so. <laughs> okay. 
Toast. I hope so too, because that would be amazing right now. Texas toast I do is like Texas good. toast. Yeah, it's pretty. It pretty is delicious. Good. It's is better than regular toast. That's for sure. Not to be prejudiced, but it's just thick cut toast, right? Isn't it thick? No, it's Texas packed. It's Texas. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. It is bigger because everything is bigger in Texas. So. Uh-huh. They were like, fuck your regular toast. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That toast looks good, but look what I got. You take like a regular loaf of bread and they cut it into, I don't know, 24 slices in Texas. Like, fuck it, five. <laughs> <laughs> we're done. So let's talk about the Goatman's Bridge. So the old Alton Bridge was built in 1884. And the bridge was originally built for the purpose of connecting the cities of Denton and Copper Canyon. The bridge takes its name from the abandoned community of Alton, which between 1850 and 1856 was the seat of Denton County. The bridge remained in use for vehicle traffic until 2001 when a new bridge was put up for traffic to use. The bridge is still in use and connects hiking and horse trails on either side of the river. It is also a popular tourist destination, and uh, we're about to tell you why. Okay. Yeah, you ready for this, Jeff? Let's do it. All right. Well, you may be wondering why it's called the Goatman's Bridge when its actual name is the Old Alton Bridge. Well, there are a few stories as to how the bridge got its name. Most widely spread is the tale of Oscar Washburn. Oscar was an African-American goat farmer and herder, and uh, the Washburn's goats were renowned for their milk, cheese, meat, and pelts. Pelts? I want a goat pelt. There's some good fucking goats. Yeah, some good good goats. Being a successful black man in the area, obviously at this time, he caught some shit uh, from the local members of the Ku Klux Klan. Oh, man. Yeah. When Washburn, what year was this? Uh, the, well, when, did this, when was this? I, there's, I didn't find a date, to be honest. I mean, I would imagine it's back in the day then. It's right? pre- yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was back. It, okay. I would imagine it's back when. I, I couldn't find a solid date for it. I mean, it is. It's Which fucking, just adds to the legitimacy. Floor, you know what right? I mean? Yeah. yeah. So when Washburn, uh, yeah, when Washburn put up a sign on the bridge advertising his farm, that was the last straw for the Klansmen. <laughs> he can't put up no goddamn sign. Yeah, cut that toast. <laughs> so they went to the farm one day and they dragged old Oscar from his farm to the bridge. When they got to the bridge, they put a noose around his neck. Oh man! And tossed Oscar over the side. The Klansmen, uh, you know, were so proud of themselves and their accomplishment that they went down to the river to admire their handiwork, as one does being a Klansman. Jonah Hill. Right. When they got down there, they were shocked to see that uh, Oscar was not only not hanging from a noose, but he was nowhere to be found at all, and the water of the rivers were completely undisturbed. So, real quick, uh, I had read a couple different accounts of the way that happened. There was one that said that this is the way it happened, and I think this one's creepier. That's why I put it in there. But there was also an account that said that they hung him and he hung there for a couple of days and then his body just disappeared and nobody ever found it. They don't know where it went or who, you know, whatever. So hmm. I like this one better. This one's definitely better. So obviously the group was scared and confused and went back to the farm and slaughtered the rest of his family. As you would do. Right. Right. So, yeah. Um, according to the legend, Washburn is alleged to haunt the area to this day. So he's still walking around there. And another variation of the story says that it's Oscar's wife haunting the area looking for her slaughtered children. Now, I got to be honest. When you first said Goatman, the first thing that popped in my head was Jim Brewer. Oh, <laughs> that's a Goatman. So I'm thinking this is like a bridge where like a guy like Jim Brewer is like, like sits on the, you know, like the Goatman. I don't know. Well, another story involves, there. It involves a posse of cowboys lynching a Creole goat herder named Jack Kendall. Kendall was hung near the river, but the drop um, actually decapitated him. After the incident, it is said that Kendall's voodoo passed came to bear that his body was reanimated and ripped the head off of a nearby goat and put it on his own body 
That's sweet. As the horrified cowboys stood and watched. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that would make a good movie. That would be a good yeah, movie. It's pretty like yeah. the epic scene in the movie. Or, yeah. yeah. And there is another claim that involves uh, satanic cults summoning satyrs, which are um, it's a man with a, a goat legs, a goat ears, yeah. goat tail, horns, yeah. and all this. But there's not much to be found on that one there. So I think it's kind of uh, yeah. That's I, like, those, I like the uh, second one so far in that when old Kendall got decapitated yeah. and put a goat's head on. Yeah, that's cool. I feel like the satanic cult thing is uh, it, it's one of those like through throughout a lot of the research I did on these. It comes up in almost every story, and it's just like I feel like it's one of those things that people throw in there just because it's like oh, Satan. Like, oh, oh right, of course, there's got to be a cult there, right? Yeah. Well, another cool claim to the area is that outlaw Sam Bass made a camp near here while uh, hiding out from the law. Base <laughs> Bass left home at uh, age 19 to seek his fortune out west. Bass uh, worked at a sawmill in Minnesota for a time, but eventually drifted to North Texas, where he tried his hand at wrangling cattle in Denton. Unfulfilled by the hard work and little pay, he bought a horse and raced it, living off the uh, proceeds for several years. After the horse became too old to race, Bass and a partner, Joel Collins, formed a cattle drive for uh, several ranchers in the San Antonio, Texas area. In 1876, they drove the cattle to Nebraska, but squandered there and the other ranchers' proceeds. Squandered? Squandered. Squandered? Squandered. That's my new word. I feel like you should be reading this whole episode and... Oh, oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. And also, think about driving cattle is like no joke. Remember uh, the Billy Crystal movie and Daniel City Stern? Slickers, oh, yeah, man. City Slickers, absolutely. But I mean, going that far, having to... Yeah. That's that's a, that's a job, dude. I mean, from that's not like you're just riding Nebraska? around. It's easy. Like you, that. That's a whole... Keeping track of a bunch of cattle yeah. from Texas to Nebraska? Well, the these guys actually uh, just pissed away all the money um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, by gambling it uh, in... Uh, in the, the gold rush town of Deadwood there in the go. Black Hills area. Yeah, dude, Deadwood. Deadwood's nice. awesome. Uh, needing money, uh, Base put together a gang and they hatched a plan to rob a train. They ended up stealing $60,000 in newly minted gold coins plus money, jewelry, and other stuff from passengers. What is this, like Red Dead Redemption? Fuck yeah. <laughs> the haul amounts to roughly $1.6 million today. Oh, that's a pretty good uh, robbery there, buddy. That's pretty awesome. This is considered to be the first and greatest robbery of a Union Pacific train and after the robbery, the base war, base war, bass <laughs> war, fucking shit. That just changed the whole story, dude. <laughs> the bass war began. During the four months of the bass war, the gang became the stuff of legend. They led the rangers on long chases with narrow escapes. The gang, relying on Sam's thorough knowledge of the back trails and thickets learned during his days as a uh, teamster, um, he would suddenly surface in an area only to disappear at the first sign of trouble. The whole thing came to an end when Bass was killed in a shootout with the lawmen in Round Rock, Texas. Aww. With a guy like this hanging around, uh, you know, who knows what kind of negative energy could have rubbed off while they were adding this kind of bad juju. What's that mustache? You need to take a tinkle. We'll be right back after this message. Well, it's time to return back to the show. I'm glad you stayed and didn't leave. So there are many stories about hauntings around the bridge and in the area. So much that, uh, you know, that frat boy D-bag Zach Baggins showed up there with ghost adventures. Oh, God. Yeah. With uh, his Amazon kit? Yeah. Well, we we didn't watch it. Well, honestly, fuck that guy. (laughs) (laughs) At any rate, travelers say that it's a ghost. Yeah. Oh, do you hear that? Do you feel that? It's it's wind. 
No, it was a ghost. <laughs> I just blew on the back of your neck. No, <laughs> it was a demon. Okay. And yeah. people love that shit. Like yeah. people eat that show. I liked it uh, at first, and then I'm like, and then I started. You know, the more you start watching it, the more you're like, this is fucking bullshit. Uh, it's it's yeah. well, good for him. He made money off of yeah. dumb yeah. shit. So. Well, travelers say that if you cross the bridge without your headlights, the goat man will meet you on the other side. Oh, yeah. There have been reports of abandoned cars with no sign of their occupants, vehicles breaking down or, or core core. <laughs> Fucking hell. Thank you. There it is. Oh, yeah, I don't have it. Okay. Or car doors locking. Thank you. And unlocking on their own. And some people have heard hoofbeats around the bridge. Oh, that would be. Yeah. <laughs> You hear that? That there's the goat man. <laughs> One of the more uh, disturbing variations of bridge experiences tells of a man waiting on the other side of the bridge with a goat head under each arm. Some people have seen a half man, half goat figure, figure similar to a satyr. Uh, this odd account after death transformation, if this is indeed is the goat man, bears some semblance to the tale of the donkey lady bridge. Donkey Which, punch? Spoiler alert. We'll get to. Yes, and we would. We, we, the donkey punch lady. <laughs> yeah, because uh, you know what? Speaking of the donkey lady bridge, that's actually our next stop on the oh! tour of Texas. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You see what we did there? Bridges and bridges yeah. and more bridges. Yeah, like All that? right. Okay. There was actually. So obviously every every area has got their little bridge, like the crybaby bridges and all that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. Because Texas is so fucking big, there are at least 500 haunted bridge stories. Oh, in I'm Texas. sure. Like yeah. I was looking around for and like that's all I was finding. I'm like. Dude, I can't do a whole show on fucking bridges. Like, I can't do it. What, a, what about the Pesci Bridge? I don't know. Go home and get your fucking shine box. That's what happens. Your car turns off and that happens. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> you just see Joe Pesci standing there. <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah. I wish I had Tony Gamalo, man. Yeah, he's, he's got he the, does best, the best one. Best Joe Pesci ever. So, about five hours south of Denton, you hit San Antonio where Ozzy Osbourne pissed on the Alamo and. <laughs> Where Pee Wee was humiliated when he found yeah. out that he said Alamo had no basement. See? There's not a basement in the Alamo! <laughs> this is the home of what is considered one of the creepiest Texas legends, the Donkey Lady Bridge. The bridge itself is just a short drive from San Antonio, easy to reach and to find, and may host one of the most terrifying apparitions that Texas has to offer. There are several versions of the tale, as there usually are with things like this. Some say the event took place in the 1800s, with another popular account taking place in the 1950s. One account... That's a big gap. <laughs> we came across goes like this. Years ago, most agree sometime in the mid-1800s, a settler woman lived near the banks of Elm Creek with her husband and two children. The, the couple was barely scratching out a living from farming in the sting, stingy South Texas soil and raising a few head of livestock. One day, the son of a wealthy San Antonio merchant came riding onto a near, right near their house. Onto their property, Jeffrey. Isaiah, do you like Texas toast? I do. I think it's delicious. W why over regular toast? It's bigger. Okay. Proceed. That's, that's all. Somehow, the young man came into contact with a horse or mule belonging to the Pioneer family. The young man, the story goes, teased the animal and hit it with a damn stick. Like, what kind of shit? Bad kitty! <laughs> the poor animal retaliated in the only way it knew how and bit the merchant's son. Enraged, the young man began to beat the animal even more severely than before. Oh, man, it's animal abuse. I know, it's a little shithead, isn't it? The poor creature's cries reached the ears of the pioneer couple, and they quickly came and rushed to the scene. 
it became obvious to the couple that their animal, no doubt vital to their livelihood, was about to be beaten to death. Oh, God. The couple began throwing rocks at their animal's assailant and pelted him several times. They did not realize this young man was the son of an important man in town. The young man hurled a string of expletives like motherfucker and cocksucker. Whoa, Isaiah. What? This is a kid's show. Not anymore, right? <laughs> We're going to be cut off the air. <laughs> but they started saying stuff at the couple as he retreated, but swore he would get even with them. Oh, boy. That okay. night, a party of men led by the wealthy merchant and his son stealthily approached the young family's cabin and set fire to it with torches. The heavily armed men refused to allow anyone inside the cabin to leave. Desperate, the man of the house attempted to make a break for it in the hopes that his wife and children could escape while he distracted their attackers. Now, wait a second, Isaiah. Isn't your great-grandfather, he was in that cabin? Maybe. Do you know who your great-grandfather is? I don't know who my father is. I. We should do a, a 23andMe with Isaiah and find out who his ancestors are. I think that'd be amazing if we did that. <laughs> well, alas... He was gunned down almost immediately upon setting foot outside the cabin. The screams of the woman and her children as they burned alive were heard up and down the creek for over a mile. Uh-oh. Just as the mob was sure today that their unholy task was complete, a figure engulfed in flames smashed through what was left of one of the cabin windows and staggered toward the stunned and now terrified men. The woman's hands seemed to have been burned down to mere nubs, and her face appeared to have melted or sagged to the point that it was unnaturally long and deformed. Kind of like your ex-wife. Yeah, that ugly bitch. She's, she wasn't burned up in no fire. She just, but she looked like it. Well, because Jesus don't like ugly, and she's an ugly bitch is what happened. <laughs> That's all I'm saying about her. Okay, keep going. All Isaiah. right. Thank so you. the poor creature's clothes were gone, burned away, revealing skin charred completely black, yet somehow still on fire. The wretched creature that had... Once been a happy, sob-busting wife and mother let out a bone-chilling wail and then staggered past the men. And What hurled. did it sound like? What did the bone-chilling wail sound like? Uh, hold on real quick. Isaiah, what does sod-busting mean? Sod-busting. That means you're one of them groundbreakers. You're a fucking farmer, man. That's what that is. Okay. Yeah, damn straight. God, Moody. I don't know. I'm, I'm a city folk. I what what did the wail sound like? The, the, the bone-chilling wailing? Could you, can, you, can you reenact that for us, Isaiah? Oh, man. I imagine it was probably something like, Lord, help me! Okay, that's what I thought. That's, that about, what I, that's, that, that's pretty good. That sounds about right. Yeah. All right. You're like, he's like Robert Stack. <laughs> we have like our own unsolved mysteries here. You're like the reenactments are, keep going, Isaiah. This is great. Well, this side-busting wife, she let out this big freaking yell and hurled herself off the bank and into the waters of Elm Creek. The criminal mob followed to the point from which she had launched herself into the black water, but saw no trace of her. Her body, it is said, was never found. Ooh. Since that terrible night, travelers who tear too long on or near the bridge have occasionally reported terrifying run-ins with the donkey lady. Horrible screeching and screaming is reported from time to time emanating from under the bridge or the surrounding woods. Some have claimed a malevolent creature of some kind has dropped onto the hood or roof of their vehicle. Holy shit. Screamed loudly and scratched and clawed at the windows in an attempt to get at them. Photos exist of damage allegedly done to vehicles by the donkey lady. And it is said that if you park on the bridge... Shut off your headlights and wait. You will almost certainly encounter something truly terrifying. Now, what do you think of this, Isaiah? Do you believe in this? you think it's legit? Absolutely. Yeah? I was married to a donkey lady. That ain't no joke. You don't want to mess around with her. That's a crazy woman. If you go to the bridge, would you be packing heat? 
I always pack heat. Yeah? Yeah. What, yeah. Do, you, what do you carry? My penis. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a gun. It's a gun. <laughs> it's not a gun. All right, Isaiah, get the fuck out of here. Great, great job, but go. You got to you gotta leave. John, wow. John, come back. John, yeah. Isaiah's done. All yeah, right. Yeah, 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 I'm back. Wow. That's a pretty crazy story about the donkey lady. God, the imagination on that guy. I'll hey, tell he's, you. he's pretty wild. I mean, if you're sitting in a cabin by yourself all the time, I guess you come up with creative things, right? Yeah, he's not a fan of his ex-wife at all, is he? The don- <laughs> The burnt donkey lady? The burnt donkey lady. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. So most variations of the story have the same basic plot lines, regardless of the year. From the research, it, uh, it seems many people who have researched the tale um, believe there is some truth in the story as far as the tragedy actually goes. Stories continue to this day about people seeing strange hoof-like prints in the area, which most attribute to small horses or donkeys. Strange screams also seem to be a very prevalent part of many of the stories. There are many first-hand accounts floating around, and although there were several stories that were almost exactly the same but involving different people, which are most like, you know, fake, there are still some compelling stories. And the following is a story submitted to the Weird Texas website. Oh, so one weekend in 1989, some friends and I were driving around in the 1973 Impala. Oh, we hell yeah. Oh, they were, they were rolling. 16 switches. <laughs> Holla points for the snitches. As, uh, as we usually did, he says. Um, we were showing the younger cousins of the driver, Todd, around. They had turned 13 that year. Another and they, Todd. And Jesus they were being Christ. inducted. Yeah, fucking Todd. Every time. We decided to drive to Donkey Lady Bridge, partly since we had uh, never been there, partly to give him or give them a good scare. Any child, particularly the south, southeast side ones that have grown up in the San Antonio um, area, knows about the donkey lady. There was a, even a phone number you could call to hear her. What? So they laughed and agreed to the idea. Yeah, apparently there's like a, a number you can call. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> you, just, you dial it up. Hello? Help! I'm on fire! I imagine it more being like the, uh, was it Consuela from Family Guy? Like you call, it's like, Hello? <laughs> I'm the donkey lady. <laughs> you guys hear it? It's really her. I'm gonna get you. <laughs> no, no. No, 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 no. Yeah. So they, they all agreed to go to this damn place. So we drove out to the bridge, turning off the headlights before we were actually on it. It is very eerie out there at night. It, it, it was much more because of the almost full moon barely lighting the bridge. Todd started to slowly advance across the bridge when a figure appeared seemingly from nowhere in the middle of it. He stopped the car and we whispered speculations as to what or who it was. We whisper at that point, I'd be like screaming or what something, you, you know? What yeah. Oh my God. It's a monster. What do we do? Who is that? I don't know. Can you hear us? I don't know. Why are we whispering? I have to fart. Oh shit. <laughs> Get out of the car. <laughs> we were not expecting to see anything much less this. Todd placed the car in gear again and honking his horn, slowly inched his way toward the figure which promptly vanished. No, that's when you hit the pedal to the floor, man, and you run that son of a bitch over. Yeah, but what if yeah. it's just some just some bum just hanging out there? Like, hey, guys, can I get a ride? <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Nope. <laughs> yeah. So the car was stopped again, and uh, this made us shut up. Todd sat listening to our suggestions, uh, suggestions to back up or gun the car to the other side when something landed on the hood of the car. Everyone screamed, and Todd slammed the car into reverse and floored it. The dark figure rolled from the hood, and Todd didn't stop until we had reached the main road and made our way to the Denny's on Southwest Military <laughs> near IH-10, of which one does when you're scared of shit. You go yeah. to Denny's. You get that, yeah, uh, moves right. over Miami, calm you down. Yeah. So getting out, we all stared at the hood, which now uh, sported two very deep dents in it. 
No one had any explanation of just uh, where the figure had dropped from to make those uh, to make the the dents. We went inside to eat, but just decided to call it. Um, we went inside to eat, but just decided to call it a night. Todd took his car to the body shop the next day and had to replace the entire hood. The dents were too deep to pound out. Incidentally, I was 17 when this happened. I am 30 today, and I have never been back out there. That sounds uh, pretty awesome. A central 100% truthful, too. Of course it is. They weren't it drunk happened. and or high totally at any happened. point in time. So, I mean, they ran over a poor homeless guy. <laughs> and he flipped up on the hood. Yeah, like, <laughs> fucking Todd, man. Yeah, it's fucking Todd. The central theme to many of the stories is the donkey lady. Oh, about the donkey lady is her attacking the car. There are people who claim to have pictures of the damage from the donkey lady, and many people also report the feeling of being watched and hearing hoof-like footsteps following them in the area. Okay, so I have a special request. Okay. If this place is not too far from our Texas listeners, I would love it if one of you guys could go there and just... Not at night, during the day. I just want to see, get get some like pictures on your cell phone and post them to our uh, forum. Our yeah, group if forum. any of these, if you guys are by any of these things, yeah, give us, us some on locations, or if you've been to these places, because we want to hear some firsthand accounts. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I think that'd be pretty cool for people like down down there in uh, in Tejas to give us some insights and, and maybe you, they've been a part of it maybe they know about the stories too you and know? if you want to put like a goat mask on your head and stand over the bridge at night and scare people and then videotape it send it to us <laughs> that would be cool too just don't get <laughs> ran over <laughs> i mean be quick you gotta, be, you, gotta, you gotta jump left and right quick you, know? and you gotta go Meh, the whole time <laughs> just hang out there all night like on a weekend with a fucking goat mask on <laughs> See, that sounds like an gotcha, awesome bitch. pastime go to all these places where and people say are haunted and just fuck with people wouldn't that be great just sit out there and just be like what the fuck? <laughs> I'm the donkey punch lady. Have some uh, coconuts and be like on uh, on yeah, <laughs> just Monty Python. Yeah, you don't have a horse. <laughs> For this next one, we are going to stick around San Antonio here because uh, this one's actually pretty fucking. Cool. So real quick on that mm-hmm. whole thing, <clears throat> a lot, a fucking lot of things that I was looking at. Like happen around San Antonio. Apparently, it's there the was Mecca. just tons of haunted shit around San Antonio. San Antonio is a uh, awesome. San Antonio. <laughs> San Antonio. So this next one takes place in Converse, Texas, which is close to it's where the shoes are made. It's, I don't think that's true. Yeah, I think it is. Uh, if, Google it. If I remember correctly, <laughs> that I, I think Converse was one of the places was only about twenty minutes outside of San Antonio. Might have been this one. I don't know. San Antonio. It is said that back in the mid-late to 1800s, a rancher moved onto a plot of land near what is now Converse. The man was a rugged sort who had grown up in true pioneer fashion. Some versions of the tale suggest he was a military combat veteran who moved to the area in an effort to put the horrors of the Civil War behind him and live out his days quietly. Horrors. Yeah, the horrors. The horrors of the, there were a lot of horrors in the Civil War? You got to put them behind you. Yeah, you don't want them in front of you. Right. They stink. Especially back then Do you in really the Civil want them War. behind you? You could walk away. All right. Yeah. I didn't know there was a lot of whores in this old war. <laughs> Horrors. <laughs> Horrors. What was Scary that? Scary shits. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Horrors. <laughs> so anyway, he just wanted to live out his days quietly on the South Texas Plains. So this man had a son who was something of a disappointment to him. <laughs> One of his name was Todd. <laughs> Dude, I was reading it. I, I saw that. So. I'm like, that's going in. I got to put that in. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Todd, get out there and do something. 
The lad was frail, bookish, and preferred studying to wrangling and hunting. What a dick. Yeah. What a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking nerd. nerd. This guy's like super like Steven Seagal military ex-Rambo guy. And his In the like, Civil War and shit. Uh, dad, just so you know, when the stars align, that means that Jupiter is in the orbit. <laughs> He's like, what? <laughs> what did you say? The fuck is a star? Yeah. <laughs> Only star I know is the one of Texas, motherfucker. This <laughs> is first. Ching, ching. Yeah. So the frustrated, uh, this frustrated the old rancher to no end, and he decided to make a man out of the boy. There you go. To this end, the rancher decided to send his son out hunting. He hoped that the boy would take a uh, liking to the sport, and after making his first kill, would prefer the more manly activity of hunting to that of reading and studying all day. The old man put a long gun in the boy's hands and instructed him to go out and shoot a deer. You want me to go go out in the woods by myself and fire this weapon at yeah, an innocent animal? You do not come back unless you got one. I don't want to kill an animal. <laughs> well, the family needed meat, all right? So this was actually something, like, it wasn't him just going out for sport. This is, they right. were, you know, they needed food. So Stock that fridge. Right. He directed the boy to hunt a heavily wooded area along a creek called Skull Crossing. <laughs> mm. I wonder who named that. Someone who likes skulls, maybe? Well, name it Skull Crossing. It'll be a family event <laughs> today. <laughs> today. The boy was reluctant at first and resisted, but uh, one way or the other was finally coerced into going. The old rancher watched with high hopes as his son walked away from the homestead toward the woods. He ain't going to be no pussy no more. Yeah. He's got a gun. He's a man. That's right. The old man would soon be disappointed, however, <laughs> as his son returned a few hours later, later uh, empty-handed. When chastised for returning without any game, the boy told his father that he left the area out of fear as he had spotted and been stalked by a monster resembling a werewolf. Ooh. Ooh. The father immediately dismissed the wild story and smacked the kid right in his fucking head. I mean, as you would. <laughs> Actually, it says he <laughs> and cajoled his son into returning to the area to finish his hunt. So he's like, gave him the old like, bop, 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 yeah. bop, get the fuck back out there. And smacked yeah. him like, you get, 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 go on, get. Yeah. So the boy did not want to go, but his father left him no choice. Trembling and fearful, the boy trudged back out to the ominously uh, named area of Skull Crossing. Little did the old rancher know it would be the last time he would see his son alive. Bum, bum, bum. What an asshole. <laughs> Hours passed and darkness began to fall. The old man, the story goes, began to worry and have second thoughts about sending his inexperienced son out <laughs> to the woods alone. You think? While he hoped the reason the boy had not returned was because he had yet to make a kill, he began to have a sinking feeling deep in his gut that something was wrong. Deciding not to wait any longer, the rancher rounded up some neighbors and they made their way toward the wooded area near Skull Crossing in search of the boy. What they found upon arriving there is the stuff of nightmares. The search party happened upon a monstrous hirsute? Hirsute. Hirsute? What the fuck is a hirsute? It means hairy. Oh. Creature. A hairy creature. So like yourself or myself. Or you for sure, yeah. But this hairy creature was hunched over the body of the rancher's son. The beast was in the act of ravenously devouring the boy when he was discovered. The men got off a few shots at the monster, but it bounded away at lightning speed. The quote-unquote werewolf, as it was dubbed, was described as standing between eight to nine feet tall and covered in dark hair or fur. Members of the search party described it as being some kind of unholy combination between a wolf and a man. The old rancher was understandably devastated by the death of, the, of his boy. He blamed himself for not believing his son's story and believed he sent him to his doom by forcing him to return to Skull Crossing to complete his hunt. Well, yeah, it's his fucking fault. Way to go, Joe Jackson. That kid could have yeah. been at home reading a book by the lamplight, but no, he's getting devoured. Right. 
So the versions of the tail. Tito, get You get your ass in the woods and fill that refrigerator with deer meat. I like just caught it. Like, yeah. so, like, but Jermaine didn't come back with it. Tito, get your ass in the woods now. So the versions of the tale that, uh, you know, we've heard say that the rancher died shortly thereafter. Some versions say he became reclusive, refused to eat, and wasted away. Others say he committed suicide by setting fire to his home and burning up. Either way. Why the fuck would you do it that way? Uh, you know what I mean? Like, let's Maybe be he real. felt like he, he was just so, you know, distraught over sending his kid out to get killed that he said, this is the way I got to do it. I mean, burning alive is probably the worst way to go. It sounds pretty rough. Yeah. I wouldn't want to go that way. What's that mustache? You need to take a tinkle. We'll be right back after this message. Well, it's time to return back to the show. I'm glad you stayed and didn't leave. So stop three on our tour sees us travel east from San Antonio to Huntsville, Texas. It's actually four. It says three. Well, then I fucked up. <laughs> so this is stop four. Because we did two bridges and a werewolf. Yes. Wait, did you read the rest of the... There should have been more under the uh, werewolf thing. It just basically said uh, that... Uh, let's see. That the, about the many stories in the region. and uh, Yeah, it's a, they think it's a fucking Sasquatch, dude. Uh, you know, do they really? Yeah. So it says, yeah, closely resembling a Sasquatch type creature. Apparently, there's tons of Sasquatch stories down there, here. There's a lot of Sas. Squatches. In San Antonio? Yeah. So well, just a, in like the whole fucking in like East Texas, apparently there's like. So it's a sand squatch. The wood apes. The, the wood apes. So apparently down there. <laughs> wood ape. I've never heard that. That's pretty good. I like it. Wow. So there's Sasquatches down there. That's pretty cool. And squanches. Yeah. So stop four. We're going to Huntsville. Ooh. All right. Huntsville is also about an hour and 45 minutes north of Houston. And by now, the midnight train tour van is smelling pretty ripe and. uh I and Jeff have sung or knocked out about 100 bottles of beer on the wall here at least 28 times, right? We've sang that. Uh, we power through and make it to Huntsville for two stops that are intertwined. First up, we have what is affectionately known as Demon's Road. Yeah. Oof. Sounds like a beautiful place full of magical unicorns. I have no doubt. <laughs> and where there's always a rainbow, right? Yep. No. No. Of course not. Uh, what? So the road is actually named <laughs> Bowden Road. It gets its name from the eerie things people report happening on the road. The best part, Demon's Road leads to a supposedly haunted cemetery. Woo! We'll get it's to that a in twofer. a second. It's yeah. a twofer. It is said that many people are not keen on traveling this road after dark. There are reports of a faceless creature that lurks in the woods along the road. There are witness reports and supposedly pictures of large handprints covering cars after they get finished driving down the road. Oui. To go along with these accounts, some have reported that their cars have been rocked back and forth like people were pushing it from the sides. Also prevalent are tales of apparitions and ghostly lights floating over the fields along the road. There are even reports of people seeing and even being chased down the road by an unearthly looking figure in a hooded robe. <laughs> like Krampus. Maybe. But all year round. Yeah. Yeah. Another strange tale found during the research was uh, that of people seeing an apparition um, of a young boy along the road. Only thing is, it, uh, it is said the boy crawls like a spider and his body is twisted upside down. Oh, boy. So I'm thinking it's like The Exorcist where she's crab walking. Yeah. I, I'm, that's what I'm getting. I, that's what yeah, I kind of envision that, too. 
Supposedly one time a photographer for a paranormal investigation team tried to photo photograph the boy, but vomited a strange liquid in his direction, which got onto his camera and destroyed it. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Maybe he was a gymnast and he would just wanted an audience. Yeah. Just, and he got sick he from crawling upside down. Maybe. Because he's so excited, you know. Well, the photographer quit right there and hightailed it out of the area. Other witnesses who have seen the little boy say that he was riding a tricycle and that he has strange glowing eyes. What the fuck? <laughs> Most people agree that it is likely a demon or some other type of spirit masquerading as a child. Some say that a cult has been spotted down Demon's Road holding ritual ceremonies. It has even been said that members of the cult have been seen drinking blood from a sacrificed dog. Oh, what the dog. fuck is going on over here in Huntsville? There you go with the, the cults, the Jeez. satanic cults and stuff. So if you make it through all of that, the uh, Crazy Demon's Road will lead you to Martha Chapel Cemetery. There are many reports of apparitions and strange feelings in the cemetery. And it is said that you do not want to disturb or anger the spirits here as they've been known to follow you home if you do. Oh, boy. In May of 2010, a woman reported the encounter um, her husband and their friends had while at the cemetery. She claimed they saw a man wandering through the cemetery one evening, but did not pay much heed to the wanderer. A few days later, as the woman was getting into the shower, she turned around to close the shower curtain, and much to her surprise, there in her bedroom stood the same man they had been wander- that had been wandering around through the cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> You want me to wash your back? <laughs> you forgot your keys. <laughs> the man disappeared after instilling immense fear in the woman, and she has not reported seeing him since. Found another very sensational account from a young man here. According to his story, he and a buddy saw a hand protruding from a grave in the cemetery off Demon's Road. Eventually, the whole arm was said to be out from within its grave, grave and grasping around in search of something or anything. The man moved towards the grave against the persistence of, uh, of his or his friends telling him not to. He said he bent down to touch the hand, seemed smart, with his friend pulling at him desperately the entire time. His friend's pleading did not stop him from making contact with the hand, which in turn allegedly grasped his hand and began to pull him downward toward the grave. He was able to pull free from the hand. Then he turned to his horrified pal who asked if he was okay before noticing that there was someone standing just behind his friend. He darted towards his friend in an effort to protect him from whoever was behind him. Just before he reached his friend, the man behind his friend lifted his head and looked at him. According to the man, the figure that had been standing behind his friend looked exactly like his friend who had been begging him to leave. When he turned to look at his real friend, he was not there. The man then says he bolted and headed for his vehicle. As he raced up to the car, he noticed handprints in the dust on the car. The man said that as he climbed into the safety of his car, he realized his friend was dead in the back seat. Whoa. All right, that's pretty fucked up. That's a good story. Not going there. So, of course, that is a crazy story, but we had to do a little more research to see if there was anything to possibly verify that a person was found dead in a car like that, as it would have probably been a pretty big story, right? Correct. Alas, nothing was found. However, there have been other reports of people seeing ghostly hands coming out of grave sites, grasping for what we, you know, have no idea. Apparently, it is also common to hear giggles, cries, and screams coming Yay. from the graveyard. <laughs> so, experienced ghost hunters have also reported seeing headless creatures. To top it all off, in 2018, somebody used Google Earth Street View to check out the cemetery and reportedly saw an apparition of a young girl peeking out from behind a tree. Upon zooming in, they also noticed a cloaked figure in the far background seemingly wandering through the cemetery. 
There are a couple of videos of this on YouTube. If you guys actually like to go out there and check it out and form yeah, your own opinion. I, on it. Uh, I, I did. I, not, I didn't put a picture in there. Of that Not of that one. Okay. No. They're uh, so if, if you look at the pictures, they're the, the, the normal picture, like normal view, whatever, but like you can definitely see something. The, uh, the background figure you really can't see from the normal view, but when they zoom in, you can see in the background, there's something, but to me, it looks like a bad Photoshop job. Oh, really? The the little girl. It's way too clear. It's way too like it's. It just looks like that's the thing nowadays. You can't trust pictures at that's all. That's what I'm saying. You cannot. And everyone's like, oh, look at photographic evidence. Nah, yeah. not really. I mean, if you look, because you can find the pictures and you can find them that are like zoomed in and everything to see the. And it's just it's way too clean and way too clear to. I, I just don't. I don't buy it. The, the figure in the background is a little creepy, to be quite honest with you, because it, it's real. That's a stretch. I mean, like, it's like you can barely even see what it is. But I mean, is there a zoom? Do you see, are you looking at it? Yeah. If you look at the zoomed in that's picture, a, the, the what they're talking about, the creepy uh, uh, figure in the background looks like a tree. It's it could. Like that's what I'm saying. That's like, it could be something tree. like that. But like, if you look at it on the zoomed in, like, it could be, you know, whatever. That's that to me is more creepy because that could that doesn't look like it's whatever. That looks like something there. But the face is totally i don't i don't know but hmm. the like the video's got like millions of views i guess no shit something like that so i i don't know but check it out it's it's you know yeah and you guys form us. your own opinion and let us know if you think yeah, it's let real us know, man so from huntsville we're loading up the uh our virtual van here with snacks booze some fine greens some fresh underpants and heading to <laughs> arlington texas for the fourth or actually fifth stop on our creepy te- tour of Texas. Yes, right? yes, sorry. Yes. I think I added one, and that's why. I, oh, okay. Yeah. Arlington is located in the Mid-Cities region between Dallas and Fourth Worth. Fourth Worth. Fourth Worth. Fourth Worth. <laughs> we are. Oh, there's nothing there. <laughs> Damn it. We are stopping next at River Legacy Park. There are a, a couple um, things here to talk about here. So uh, first up is something called Hell's Gate. So here's a little history about Hell's Gate. It is a uh, long trail with swamps on either side and shaded over by large trees. At the end of the trail is a large mound of dirt and two fence posts that were once a gate. As it is said, this was the trail walked by captured spies of the Union Army on their way to be hanged. This gate was the last thing they saw before being led to the tree that stands beyond the gate where they died. Stories are uh, many about strange goings on here. And uh, there are many reports of being able to hear screams and whispered prayers of those being led to their inevitable end. Oof. There are also reports of people hearing moaning and people seeing a red-haired general <laughs> clad in a Confederate uniform. People report a very heavy, uneasy feeling along the trail and near the gates and the usual feeling of being watched. Wow. Yeah. This is apparently and, and a hard guess, spot to find, yeah. though, so good luck with that one. Yeah, I, I've seen, like, you can find videos of people... Um, like walking the, the trail and everything. Some people felt like, but I looked at a couple of places and they said that it's like not easy to get to and it's not hard. It's not easy to find. Cause I guess it's kind of like in an overgrown area, but apparently it's pretty hard to find. But if you can find it, it's pretty cool. Even if you don't see anything, I guess it's a cool little, little path, but it's awesome. Yeah. It sounds cool. The second spot in the park is called screaming bridge. Yes. Another bridge. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Just drive up and ah! one night after a high school football game a carload of kids were driving fast on a country road just outside of the park as they sometimes do coming to a narrow bridge over the trinity river they met their fate when they did not see another car coming hitting it head-on oops both cars erupted into flames and plummeted into the river below all involved were killed and since the road um has been closed and you can only you know walk through it and through the park 
or since then, should I say, legend has it that if you find the bridge, you will see the dates of the occurrence and the names of the deceased glowing as tombstones in the water. And if after that you still dare, you can sit in the middle of the bridge on um, the night that it happened. And at midnight, you will witness a heavy fall coming uh, from the river as you see headlights approaching from either side of the bridge. As with the other location, there seems to be an overbearing sense of dread and unease around the area as well. Well, especially if you know the story. Yeah. yeah. And I guess, so this one was really confusing to me because I looked up, uh, when I first heard about the story, I first like, caught a glimpse of it. I looked up Hell's Gate, Texas, whatever. And there's actually another, there's another Hell's Gate in Texas that's supposedly haunted everything. Like It's actually a train track, like a trestle bridge. Okay. And uh, I didn't really get into that one, but I guess it's the same, like, same kind of thing. Like you go like... It's like this big bridge that people try to walk across, I guess. But uh, they have it, like, chained off. You can't walk across it anymore. But I guess there's, like, another Hell's Gate somewhere in Texas that's, like, this similar similar kind of thing. But it's a bridge. and Texas has got some things with bridges. Yeah, yeah man. You know, what the fuck's going saying. on with your there's, bridges, Texas? There's, there's a lot of them. So there was one more tale we found from this park. The story has to do with someone um, simply called the Hobo. Near the park are some railroad tracks that run with through. With a shotgun. <laughs> Down there, probably. <laughs> um, uh, near the park are some railroad tracks that run through an area called Mosier, Mosier Valley. So the park is a, you know, good it's getting off Mos- place for the train hoppers. Mosier. Mosier? Mosier. Mosier. Okay. Yeah, Google it. Okay. So it's a good place for train hoppers to, you know, jump off since the train has to slow down here. One night, an old hobo was staying in the park. A hobo. I love the name hobo. Yeah. It's not homeless, man. It's a hobo. Yeah. Anyhow, he was staying in the park and was awoken by the sounds of screams. Wandering to the edge of the woods from where he had been sleeping, he saw a car parked and what appeared to be a man and a woman fighting. Walking closer, he saw the man hitting the woman and the woman knocked unconscious. Opening the door, he grabbed the man, but in the struggle that ensued, he was shot. The next day, the woman was found wandering through the park, delirious and half-naked, but the hobo lay dead next to where the car had been. However, uh, lovers, um, what is it? However, lovers parked late at night still, oh, lovers who were parked there late at night still catch a glimpse of the old hobo. Make out point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Legend has it that uh, late at night, if you are still in the park after closing, you will hear a tap on your window and there will be an old man standing there in rags. Sounds like a hell watching, hell breathing, park breathing heavily. Yeah. On the window. <laughs> Except tapping instead of tapping here. <sighs> <laughs> what you doing? <laughs> Take it off. With our walk through the park complete, (laughs) so we could stretch our legs, we load up the the van here, the virtual van, and head south towards Galveston. This one's good. This next spot is creepy for a totally different reason. We are taking a break from ghosts and haunting uh, to to discuss something a a little more human, more human than human. We are heading to the Texas Killing Fields. Texas Killing Fields is an area bordering the Calder Oil Field, which is a 25-acre patch of land situated a mile from Interstate Highway 45. I thought that was a metal band. What's that? Texas Killing Fields. It might be. I mean, so I'm sure somebody used yeah. it as a name Ooh. for a band. Since the early 1970s, 30 bodies of murder victims have been found within the Killing Fields area. They were mainly the bodies of girls or young women. Women, sorry. Furthermore, many young girls have disappeared from this area, and the girls' bodies are still missing. So it's a pretty mm. fucked up area. It is believed that many of the murders are the work of multiple serial killers. Most of the victims were aged 12 to 25 years, and some shared similar physical features, such as similar hairstyles. Despite efforts by the League City, Texas police, along with the assistance of the FBI, very few of these murders have been solved, and those that um, have were confessed from prison or forced from uh, police. So they were, you know, 
forced confessions. Bad, yeah, forced confessions and bad, bad, bad news, basically. Yeah. So the fields have been uh, described as, quote, a perfect place for killing somebody and getting away with it. Jesus. After visiting some of the sites of recovered bodies in League City, uh, Ami Khan Man, director of the film uh, Texas Killing Fields, commented, quote, you can actually see the refineries that are in the south end of League City. You could see the I-45, but if you yelled, no one would necessarily hear you. And if you ran, there wouldn't necessarily necessarily be anywhere to go. So it's like the perfect spot for someone to, oof, Jesus. The amount of bodies and missing girls in the uh, area is staggering. There have been some suspects. Uh, some have confessed after letting being in prison for other offenses, as they often do, but have never been charged due to lack of evidence. Then there's a story of Michael Lloyd Self. In 1972, a gas station operator and convicted sex offender from Galveston, Michael Lloyd Self, became a suspect, a suspect in the murders of Rhonda Johnson and Sharon Shaw. After hours of interrogation, Self confessed to the murders. He was taken to the district prison, uh, later aiding with locating the bodies. In the um, following months, he retracted his confession, claiming that he had been tortured into confessing, with the interrogator suffocating him Jesus, with a plastic bag, burning him with cigarette butts, and a radiator, as well as being beaten up by the police chief, Don Morris. That's how they got confessions back then, man. Well, and probably still to this day. You know? Yeah, I'm sure it's still going on in places. So nevertheless, on September 18, 1974, Self was convicted of killing Shaw and received a life imprisonment term, despite the fact that his confession sh- uh, showed great uh, discrepancies concerning the victim's clothing, the date of the murders, the location of the bodies, how they were killed, and various other details. So basically, none of it fucking lined up. Right. And they still convicted the guy. And they still convicted him. Three years later, in 1976, Don Morris and his deputy, Tommy Deal, were arrested and convicted of various crimes, including torture and other misconduct against uh, detainees. Morris was sentenced to 55 years while, uh, while, uh, while, uh, let's say, while Deal to 30. Oh, he he was sent. uh, The one, the chief was sentenced to 50, and the other dude, Deal, was sentenced to 30. Oh, Tommy Deal, okay, was sentenced to 30. 30. Jesus. After this, Self regularly applied for an appeal, but was rejected every time. That's fucked up. That is so fucked up. So he he claimed claimed that he was coerced into the confession, that he was beaten, you know, whatever. No one believed him. They convicted him. And then then years later, and shit didn't line up. Everything he was saying didn't line up. And then years later, this shit came out. These guys got convicted of doing exactly what this guy said they did to him. And they still won't fucking parole. Wow. Well, Michael Self died on uh, December 21st, 2000, still in custody. It was only after his death that a number of police officials, including the former Harris County District Attorney, stated their belief that Self was wrongly convicted. That's fucked up even more. Yeah. Yep. Kevin Edison Smith was arrested on drug charges in Louisiana when a sample of his DNA was entered into the database and came back as a match to DNA taken off of the dress of one of the bodies found in the killing fields. He was convicted and given a life sentence. Yeah, I guess that one, they took the the samples back when they found the body, but like DNA wasn't available. Yeah, Yeah. it wasn't a thing. And then years later, this dude gets busted for a fucking drug offense and pow. And this is uh, pretty much the only case solved with hard evidence. Most of the cases remain unsolved or just mirrored in in controversy, you know, because, I mean, they have no evidence. You can't prove anything. Yep. It's not haunted, but definitely a fucked up fucking situation. Yeah, what's going on in Texas? Yeah, come on, Texas. What's that mustache? You need to take a tinkle. We'll be right back after this message. This episode of the Midnight Train Podcast is sponsored by Voodoo Vodka. 20 times distilled, made from pure cane sugar and handcrafted right here in Ohio. Vodka can be smooth and voodoo proves it. Drink it straight, chilled, or in your favorite mixed drink. 
Ask for it wherever you buy your favorite liquors or head over to voodoo.com and subscribe to their mailing list. While you're there, pick up some Voodoo merchandise and use the promo code Midnight Train Podcast, all one word, to get 10% off your entire order. That's Voodoo, V O U D O U X.com. Promo code Midnight Train Podcast for 10% off. And you can now buy this delicious vodka online. So order some today and drink with us whenever you listen to the show. Voodoo Vodka, it's magic. Will it I'm glad you stayed and didn't leave. So we are on the road again here. We're headed to uh, Stagecoach Road near Marshall, Texas, to be exact. There's some cool history here as well and some creepy stories. Prior to uh, the Civil War, the Stage Road was the main transportation artery between Marshall and Shreveport and provided a link to New Orleans for distant markets. Is that the movie We Are Marshall, the football movie? Is that no. Marshall, Texas? No, that's no. Marshall University in West Virginia. Oh. Huntington, West Virginia, to be honest. Okay. Or to be exact. I, to be honest. Like I'm lying. <laughs> I mean, I'm just fucking with you. Yeah, I'm just fucking with you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so traveling the dirt road was uncomfortable in dry conditions and nearly impossible during the rainy seasons. Regular stage service was established by 1850 with three weekly arrivals and departures from Marshall. The arrival of stagecoaches was a big event in Marshall. So coach drivers would sound their bugle. <laughs> and the townspeople would rush out to meet in uh, incoming coaches. It's like an ice cream truck going by. Yeah. <laughs> so stagecoach road was used during the Civil War despite the shortage of drivers and horses, but declined after the war due to the completion of the Southern Pacific like, Rail Line. Like the Dukes of Hazard horn. The like, Dixie But even before Texans were putting uh, this stretch of road to use, legends tell of uh, Caddo Indians yep. who, who used to travel the road. Yeah. You know that one? Oh, yeah. Jeff? Caddo Indians? Yeah, the Caddo Indians. They were, okay, so the thing with them, they were brutal, brutal, brutal tribe, man. They had mohawks and they had axes with those uh, little bead things on the ends. Okay. And what they would do is they would whack you in the head with the bead thing. Then they would take the axe and scalp you. And then they oh, would wow. keep it as pelts on their belts. Wow. Yeah. And uh, is any of that true? Absolutely. Google uh, it. Okay. <laughs> I, I believe him. Yeah. You believe him? Everything yeah. he says is true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's all true, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So locals and thrill seekers alike have dubbed the road haunted and mysterious. Local lore s- swirls about uh, this stretch of road in the uh, pines, producing tales that have been passed down for generations. While some lay claim to paranormal experiences, others say they have encountered numerous Texas cryptids wandering along the road. Yes. Urban legend suggests vampires and zombies do their dirty work along this dusty path during the wee hours of the night when unsuspecting drivers stop along the road. We got a little bit of everything. Yeah. It's a hodgepodge. Come on down and see us. Yeah. Hodgepodge. While many of the encounters range from the paranormal to mythical creatures, the only certainty regarding this dusty trail is its deeply rooted history in the region and the fact that there is never any shortage of mystery where, where Stagecoach Road is concerned. Fear and even death are believed to be waiting for those who brave this hidden path deep in the piney woods. Reports of clattering spectral stage uh, uh, of a clattering spectral stagecoach drawn by four black horses have been buzzing for decades. That'd be fucking sweet. The four horsemen. Dude, I want to... I, I really... Next time I'm... If I ever go to Texas again, <laughs> I, uh, I, I this is one of the ones I want to go... Yeah, that'd be super if fun. You, if you watch like the videos and see the pictures of it too, it's legitimately like just a fucking little dirt road, like out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Nice. 
It's creepy as shit. Yeah, that uh, sounds awesome. Some rebuke the reports of the rogue stagecoach, however, you know, just pissing all over everybody's hopes and dreams of seeing a fucking stagecoach. Those bastards. And insists the horse-drawn entity is an old wagon funeral hearse. Locals refer to the oddity as the death coach. That's pretty It's pretty badass. The death coach. Dude. Death coach. Fuck yeah, I want to see death coach. I'm going to name my car the death coach. The death coach? Yep. That's my new car name. Mine's the shagging wagon. Woo! It would be. Uh, it's not. <laughs> Is there shagging going on in that wagon? Nope. <laughs> Henceforth. Henceforth, I lie. It's the shagging wagon. <laughs> the opposite of. <laughs> Others have reported seeing strange lights when traveling the road at night. Many believe the unidentified lights are lanterns hanging from a funeral coach as it rushes down the road in the dead of night, seeking souls to take back to hell. The death coach. Death coach is amazing. That's pretty cool. Can we get a t-shirt of that? The death coach? Yeah, like a absolutely. Gra- a sweet graphic. That'd yeah, be absolutely. Good. I think coach. fans would like that. Death yeah. coach shirt? Yeah. The story goes, those who uh, see the funeral coach are doomed to die. While those who hear it should drop to their knees in prayer because the coach is there to drag you away. Yeah, because oh, hell. Because no. that's going to save you. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, just, you're just fucked in Texas. Texas just sounds like it's the Australia of the United States. Dude, it is. That yeah. is the price yeah. you pay for having thick sliced bread. You, you have to. That's the trade. The that's the trade off. Yeah. Okay. Look, we'll slice our bread thick. But we got a death coach. Yeah. Mm, all right. All right. It is pretty good toast. It's yeah. deal, deal. It's pretty good toast. Other bizarre encounters have been reported so on uh, the old graffiti laced bridge over Stagecoach Road. Another bridge. Surprise. T- dude, it's fucking Texas and bridges, dude. Jesus. They're connecting the world. Yeah. <laughs> Locals say that if you park on the road and kill your engine, uh, and if you wait patiently for 10 or more minutes, you will see handprints on your car. Where have we heard that one before? Yeah, that's, yeah. Every bridge story. The legendary East Texas Bigfoot has also been spotted along Stagecoach Road. Blood-sucking chupacabras and even the goat man have been reported chupacabra. lurking. The chupacabra! <laughs> we need the, the, that's what we need to think uh, Yeah. Uh, lurking in the shadows by drivers as well. People have seen these. Other creatures that have been reported on Stagecoach Road include, as we mentioned before, vampires who many believe were buried near the road over a century ago. The oldest and perhaps most widespread tale regarding Stagecoach, uh, Stagecoach Road and Marshall, is that of someone we've talked about before, La Llorona, the Weeping Woman. Didn't, we, didn't that episode piss somebody off? Uh, yeah, they said <laughs> yeah, yeah. we were racist. They said we were racist. <laughs> yeah. Which, fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. I don't even remember that guy. Whatever. Yeah, I'm, sure he's not, I'm sure he's not listening anymore. Yeah. So. Yeah. so the weeping woman wanders along canals and rivers crying for her missing children. If you guys don't remember that, go back and listen to the uh, Chupacabra and um, La Llorona episode that we did. Uh, the story of La Llorona is found in many cultures and regions, making her possibly the most widely known ghost in Texas. Yeah. That's the one where, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't she drown her kids? Yeah. And then she was wandering around looking for them, the ghost is? Because she was forlorn by, yeah. Her, yeah. she was jilted by her lover. Yeah. And I get, remember in the in the, <laughs> in the the episode, we um, uncovered that, uh, or discovered that uh, the guy she was in love with and had the kids with showed up with another lady yeah. right in front yeah, of yeah, her. Yeah. And, yeah. and just dipped out. Yep. <laughs> and so She's she like, killed her kids. Later. Yeah. yeah. And then she just, whatever. So, yeah, locals say uh, La Llorona wonder Stagecoach Road dressed in black, crying out to her children. Some link the mysterious lights spotted along Stagecoach Road to La Llorona, suggesting she is using a lantern as she, she la, la, searches la <laughs> for her young one's bodies. La Llorona's face is sometimes that of a horse, but more often than not, horribly That's blank. not very nice. Yeah. I mean, she may have been an ugly lady. wonder if that was that. Hey, Isaiah. why the long face? Hey, <laughs> do you think that was Isaiah's wife? 
Was La Llorona? She had a horse that face? May have, maybe Ooh. that was it. That's where the horse face thing came from? Maybe. Could be. That's crazy. <laughs> so her long fingernails are said to gleam like polished tin in the moonlight. <laughs> yeah, that's... The woman in white has also been spottage down... Uh, spottage? <laughs> Spotted? Spottage fi? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm hungover, guys. I'm sorry. Spotify. I'm so fucking hungover. So have been spotted down stagecoach road. Many believe her death was the result of a horrible stagecoach accident that occurred on a rainy night. Some locals will tell you the woman in white was a nurse of the Confederacy during the Civil War who was killed while traveling stagecoach road and that she makes an appearance just before disaster strikes the area. So like she's like banshee. She's like, like the mothman. Moth yeah. yeah. She's the mothman of the area. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The Axe Man is also said to travel this dirt road. This road's got a lot of shit. That's what I'm saying. I want to fucking go to this place, dude. I'm the Axe Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love, I love that song. So many residents of the area talk of the Axe Man's ghost who is said to chop off the heads of those traveling alone at night. Yeah. Other local lore regarding... You, you couldn't dodge that. Let's be honest. Oh, not if you don't see like it coming. Like if a dude's coming up with you with an axe, yeah. well, from behind. If you're yeah. just like, hi, I got you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you be in a car? I mean, I don't know, Jeff. I don't know how these things work. Okay, I have a scenario where okay. you're quit, driving. Quit fucking shitting on all this and stuff. And you, right? Stop, yeah. right. you stop. You stop. What pee. if you got to piss? You go out to pee, and the <laughs> axe man comes out from behind a tree. He's like, I got your head. And he comes running at you. But dude, I feel like you could dodge it. Like I feel like it's an a ghost. Is going to come thing, at you that fast? Like, here's you, the thing, you could do like a matrix, like oh, yeah. But, but he, you're not going to hear him. A, he's a ghost, so there's no noise because he's he's not stomping on shit. So you're not going to know. Even if he says anything, he can move a lot faster than you because he's a ghost. What? Yeah, he doesn't have the, he doesn't have friction. There's no friction. That, that was actually pretty good and pretty far into the episode before our first derail. Yeah, it's not bad. That was a good We're one. We're getting good at this. Yeah. So other local lore regarding the road suggests that the bodies of countless unknowns have been buried just off the beaten path. In the dead of night, unclaimed bodies were transported to the area surrounding Stagecoach Road for burial. This was so the spirits would not haunt the living in town. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that road. <laughs> we're just going to hide bodies out there. <laughs> So that's a, a crazy ton of shit on wow. on one it's, fucking road. It literally has everything. Yeah. Right. It's like if it, it would be the potpourri category in Jeopardy. Yes. That's, I wonder if they have like Ryan Home Developments over there now that we could like actually buy a house and live there. You know, that'd be amazing. So I think it's, I think it was Stagecoach Road. When I was looking it up, there's like how they, there's like addresses and shit on Stagecoach Road. Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure you could buy a fucking house on Stagecoach Like Coach Papa Road. John's will not come to your house. So you have to go get takeout. <laughs> you live where? Nope. Yeah, we don't deliver there. Sorry. Yeah. We are nearing the end of our journey around Texas here, Jeff. Oh, really? So the next stop we are making on our tour is Texas in Toast Factory. <laughs> how it's made? No. Damn it. There is a haunted spaghetti warehouse. Is there? Yeah. Well, this is Marfa, Texas. Marfa? Uh, Marfa. 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 <laughs> <laughs> the Marfa lights, also known as the Marfa ghost lights, have been observed like near U.S. Route 67 on Mitchell Flat, east of Marfa, Texas, in the United States, of course. They have gained some fame as onlookers have attributed them to paranormal phenomena such as ghosts, UFOs, or Will-O-The-Wisp. What the fuck is a Will-O-The-Wisp? Look it up. That's a video game. Jeff, you know, you. I'm sure Jeff knows what it is. Yeah, what's a Will of the Wisp? It's a video game, but it has nothing to do with this, I'm pretty sure. No, it has to do with... Um, it's... Uh, oh, what the fuck is it called? 
It's something in the Will of the Wisp. It's a video game. Oh. Well, the it, lights no, are... It's a, yeah, what is it, it? It is a thing, though. It's um, atmosphere... Here you go. <clears throat> it's basically ghost lights. It says, in folklore, Will of the Wisp um, is an atmospheric ghost light seen by travelers at night, especially over bogs, swamps. It's basically like swamp gas. Do you oh, think, okay. Do you think it's like the... Uh, the um, Christina sent that video to us? Or is it Christina? Is that her name? I always mess that up. No, uh, Cheryl. Cheryl. That's it. Oh, remember the the, well, the wisp thing? No, in the I don't video? know, dude. That that's first of all, that was in a bedroom, yeah, and second of all, swamp. I'm still convinced that's, that shit was real. That's kind of a wisp, right? Yeah, that's it's it like, was a, wispy. like a floating yeah. thingy. It was wispy. Well, the lights are um um are most often reported as distant spots of brightness, uh, distinguishable from ranch lights and automobile headlights on uh, Highway 67, primarily um by their uh, uh, I fucking hate words. They're they're their movements are very sporadic. All right. So that's why they say that these lights aren't. What is it? Wait, wait what's headlights. the actual word? Aberrant? Aberrant? <laughs> well, how's it spelled? A B E R R A N T. Aberrant. Actually, I don't even know that one. Yeah. Aberrant. Fuck that word. Fuck. I'm changing that word. <laughs> Anyhow, the first historical record of the Marfa lights was in 1883 when a young cowhand, Robert Reed Ellison, Chewy. saw a flickering light while he was driving cattle through uh, Paisano Pass. I'm going over the fields. I'm going to get it. Why does he sound like that? Because he's a cowhand. Oh. That's the dude from, is that Napoleon Dynamite guy making a... Come back again? It, it could be. <laughs> well, so it it uh, wondered if uh, he wondered if it was the campfire of Apache Indians. Other settlers told him they often saw the lights, but that um, when they investigated, they found no ashes or other evidence of a campsite. Joe and Anne Humphreys next reported seeing the lights in 1885. Both stories appeared in Cecilia Thompson's book History of Marfa and Presidio County in Texas, 1535 to 1946. That's a long fucking time. Like, that's a lot of history in yeah. a book. Oh, yeah. And it was published in uh, 1985. The first published account of the lights appeared in the July 1957 issue of Coronet Magazine. In 1976, Elton Miles' Tales of the Big Ben included stories dating to the 19th century and a photograph of the Marfa lights by a local rancher. Pretty cool. Bunnell lists 35 or 34 Marfa lights sightings from 1945 through 2008. Monitoring stations were put in place uh, starting in 2003. And he uh, has identified an average of 9.5. Yeah, I don't know what this, I don't know what it means by ML. Is that the ML? Milliliters? Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand what that means when it has to do with this. Because that's why I'm like, I'm like ML. Yeah, it has 9.5 MLs on 5.25 nights per year. So is that just sightings? I I don't know. But believes that the monitoring stations may only be finding half of the Marfa lights in Mitchell Flat. The first historical record of the Marfa Lights was in uh, 83 when, uh, what, what, we already said that part. What do you got in here twice for, Moody? Oh, did I boy. Put it in the, did, I might have yeah. accidentally copied it and pasted it. So cynics will tell you, <laughs> <laughs> cynics will tell you that this is a uh, so-called paranormal phenomena is just the atmospheric reflections of cars and campfires at night. The mystics will tell you that that's all a bunch of hooey. <laughs> Fooey hooey. Fooey hooey. Hong Kong fooey. Right. The truth is that we just don't know, and everyone agrees it's a mystery to be reckoned with. So this is my thing with that. Everyone's like, well, it's cars from the highway, and it's like reflections of cars in whatever. And it's like, they didn't have fucking cars in the 1800s when the first sightings happened, right? Very true. So I, It's I probably know. just gas. Or, yeah. <laughs> I got gas. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Marfa, I got gas. 
So next up isn't just one place. It's a whole fucking town. Jefferson, Texas here. It seems essentially the whole town is haunted. The hotels and other buildings all have reputations for being crazy haunted. Take, for instance, The Grove, perhaps the scariest haunted house in Texas. The Grove has a long history and reputation of being haunted. The ghost stories go a very long way back through um, the various people who have owned the property, starting with Miss Louise Young, who lived in the house in the early 1900s until her death in the 1980s. Jesus. She used to tell her friends Man, that she missed the greatest music decade of ever. <laughs> <laughs> what a shitty fucking roll the dice. She lived through the Great Depression, but missed Devo. I yeah. know. God, that sucks. I feel, feel bad for I'm her. so glad I grew up when I did. <laughs> she used to tell her friends that there were uh, haints which lived in her house. With haints? Her. haints? Haints. That's what I, I was like. I don't know if it's like a weird way of saying haunts. Right. Well, haints. Because of like the accent. You know what I mean? Like but that's how it was spelled out. You see that haint over there? <laughs> Not there, haint. Not there. Are you saying Hank? <laughs> haint. Hank. Haint. I think I can help you with this Haint Hank situation. <laughs> so, however, the fun ghost stories took a dark turn. In her later years, she became very terrified of the spirits and even had a security light installed in the garden because she reported having seen people outside walking around. She said that these figures would disappear the moment she would turn the lights on. In her later years, um, and, you know, she senility here, you know, she would call the police several times to report intruders in their house with her, but the officers never found anyone. She finally moved into just a few rooms of the house and left the rest of the place deteriorating. Imagine getting that call like every other day. They're just like, fuck again. I know. <laughs> God damn there's it. There's nobody there. I promise you there's no one there. The Hanks. The Hanks are in my room again. <laughs> Send somebody now. When the Grove family were still the owners of the property, Mrs. Grove reportedly uh, brought a Bible to bed so that she and her husband could pray, but she fell asleep. She awakened to a black mass engulfing the entire bedroom. Oh, she also shit. heard disembodied voices and footsteps. Sudden odors have appeared in many rooms on the property. Uh, some reported smelling a woman's perfume, while others have encountered the more unpleasant smell of body odor, as if coming from someone who has not taken a bath for a long time. What are they okay, holding? that's the worst fucking they ghost to be, have. They must be holding heavy metal shows at that place. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the worst. I know, right? An uncleanly ghost. Yeah. Just yeah, so that's the worst fucking ghost. Cast for the uncleanly ghost. <laughs> I don't care if you haunt me. Take a fucking shower. Yeah, yeah. Could you just not stink? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick Hopkins, one of the property's ma uh, many former owners, was getting ready to finally open the restaurant when a lady in white walked down the hallway into the powder room and never came out. When the powder room was checked, there was no one there at all. Is the powder room a fancy term for bathroom? bathroom yeah, it's yeah. a bathroom. Yeah. Just call it a fucking bathroom. Well, back then, you know, the, the ladies would go and powder their noses. Yeah, yes. but Coke. Well, <laughs> Jesus. Oh, wait. I'm, again, I'm in the 80s, you know. Yeah. That's, that's oh, my, yeah. my era. So during Patrick's time, a waitress was also suddenly attacked by a black and white dog while walking out of the kitchen into the hallway. Oh, puppy. After she regained her composure, she ran back to the kitchen to get help, and no dog was ever found on the property. <laughs> Ghost dog. <laughs> Forrest Whitaker <laughs> ghost dog unexplainable wet footprints have appeared in the hallway even though it was not raining outside and there were no leaks drops of water have also been found on the staircase and on one certain mirror in the house even though the atmosphere was completely dry so not only are these ghosts stinky but they're skeeting all over the place too well <laughs> We've, we've discussed before the link between mirrors and, and ghosts. Very and true. Uh, Very true. It makes sense that they would jizz all over. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's like, okay, listen, 
You haunt me. Ghost jizz. You smell, but now you're skeeting everywhere. Okay, yeah. we just calm this down a little bit. I, I'm pretty sure Ooh. I would just burn the house down and leave. <laughs> but it's go. It's so it's like, <laughs> it's all over everywhere. Oh man. So then there's the Cavalier House. This 1950s tavern building was eventually turned into a bed and breakfast inn. Witnesses at the inn say that uh, there have been residual hauntings from the tavern times. Folks have heard music, voices, and footsteps. There, uh, there's the Claiborne House bed and breakfast. People speak of seeing an apparition of a well-dressed man haunting the building. He has been seen by residents and guests alike. And remember, this is all in the same freaking town here. Um, the identity of the man remains a mystery. Then we have the White Oak Bed and Breakfast. People got to stop having bed and breakfast. Jesus. Yeah, man. A breakfast. Ghost, a ghost named Ida Sue, a young blonde girl, is said to haunt this inn. Witnesses have reported seeing apparitions, um, quilts that move by themselves. It's, and, it's drafty in here. <laughs> and more strange sounds. Folks say sneezing and coughing can be heard day and night, thought to be a residual haunting from someone who once died of tuberculosis or pneumonia in the house. The Excelsior House Hotel is another haunted hotel, and this hotel is said to be haunted by a headless ghost who roams the second floor. So maybe this town is like the portal to hell for, to paranormal like <laughs> Dude, planes. We should go, we should go down there and stay in each hotel one night. Oh, that would be amazing. Wouldn't yeah, it'd be it? cool and see if anything happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That'd be awesome. That would be cool. Another ghost lives here as well. A woman who wears black and carries a baby. It is said that the woman's apparition has frightened many guests, including film director Steven Spielberg. Uh oh. At this point, you're probably getting the picture. All right. The history and tragedy in this town lends itself to hauntings for sure. What's that mustache? You need to take a tinkle. We'll be right back after this message. Well, it's time to return back to the show. I'm glad you stayed and didn't leave. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was telling John, I like that the, uh, that the rhyme is with go and oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My favorite Bob Dylan like impersonation is "Walk Hard" when Dewey does the, oh, yeah, the yeah, Bob yeah. Dylan era, and yeah. he's talking about the the little people. <laughs> like, Stand up for you, little man. Yeah. <laughs> that is such a great movie. Yeah. So we decided we we're going to add one more on our stop in Texas, right? The right. Texas Toast yeah. Factory. Please. There's one more. No. It has Damn nothing it. to do with Texas. Nothing. Toast. So the last one here of our tour of creepy Texas here. It's a. Uh, called jake's bridge imagine that another fucking bridge <laughs> yeah I, I, Texas, I love your state and your toast but god damn I with saw, all these bridges i saw that one and like that was one that I was gonna put in there i'm like it's another fucking bridge i gotta get away from them. and then like at the end i'm like eh, i'll put it in there anyways so being a cotton farmer was not the easiest way to make a living but if a man didn't mind working um you know to, to see it happen you know he could get by and maybe save a little bit of money you know you had to be you had to watch out for bull weevils Bo weevils, yeah. Bo weevils are in the cotton. They're... I think they actually mentioned that in this. Are thing. they unbelievable? <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> no. <laughs> Texas farmers. <laughs> Texas farmers tilled the black soil to bring forth white fiber, battling the bull weevil and the vagaries of Texas weather to produce a crop each year. But some years, no matter how many hours a man and his family and hired hands put in grubbing and picking. Forces beyond his control could suddenly control um, his life. All right. So, you know, shit gets out of hand sometimes. Yeah. When the price of cotton went down, all a man could do was hope the market rebounded next year. 
When it didn't rain enough to keep his plants alive, he could pray for more rain next season, providing it didn't all come at once in a fucking flood. So times are rough. But as the Depression began to worsen in the early 1930s, cotton didn't come back. In 1929, cotton brought 16.9 cents a pound. Two years later, the price had fallen to less than six cents. Many farmers lost their land, their homes, and finally, you know, their overall spirit. They just felt defeated. Destroyed. And maybe that's what made Jake snap. No one seems to know uh, his last name, but many people in Williamson County know about old Jake. For whatever reason, according to the story, Jake killed his wife and two children. When the reality of what he had done set in, he took his own life as well, hanging himself from a back road, uh, a wooden bridge between Hutto and Pflugerville. (laughs) Jesus. Near the Williamson Travis County line. Yeah, and it's P-F-L-U. Pflugerville. Oh, it's a silent F. Yes. It's Pflugerville. (laughs) Flugger. Pflugerville. So that's one story. Another has uh, Jake being a, uh, a young man who killed his parents, pushing the car containing their bodies off the rural bridge. Later, the story goes, Jake died in a house fire. Another fucking house fire. Jesus. Whoever he was, and uh, if he ever was, uh, or, or yeah, if he ever actually existed, Jake seems not to have been a happy person. His spirit, some say, lingers around the bridge and since replaced by a more modern concrete structure that figures mm-hmm. in both versions of the tale. Somewhere along the line, the story arose that Jake's ghost liked to mess with cars on the bridge, trying to push them off. Yikes. Supposedly, if you stop your car on the bridge and shift into neutral, which why would you do that? You can, <laughs> you can feel the vehicle begin to move. If your car happens to be dusty, the story continues, you'll find handprints on the back. Some claim to have, hmm. uh, quote, proven Jake's efforts to move their wheels by spreading flour on their trunk. Those who like rational explanations for unusual phenomena have argued that the bridge must not be level, having enough of a slope for a car to roll if it's not in gear. And uh, since it's a relatively new bridge, it actually doesn't seem too likely unless they fucked up making the bridge, you know? Well, I mean, it also depends. Like, one side might be up higher than the other. It could be that the bridge is just naturally, they had to build it. Their elevation over time, buddy. It's like the Gravity Hills, man. Looks like you're going up. Or looks like, yeah, it looks like you're being, you're rolling up a hill without anything, but you're actually going down. You're going down. Giggity. (laughs) (laughs) An old house in the vicinity also is supposedly haunted by Jake. I don't like you anymore. (laughs) A website devoted to Texas ghost tales says visitors have reported hearing footsteps, children screaming, and a voice yelling, I am coming for you. Here I come, motherfucker. (laughs) So that is Texas. Wow. Holy shit. I have have one more thing to add for Texas. You do? This, this is for Jeff. All right. Texas it Toast. Is, it's more about history. It okay. is the history of Texas Toast. Oh, yes. there you go. <laughs> it says here, according to Wikipedia, so Which whatever. we know how. Oh, we know yeah. that's true. It's all true. One claimant to the invention of Texas Toast is from Santa Fe, New Mexico. Motherfuckers. In the early 1920s. Uh, apparently, it was a chain of restaurants or whatever. It says the once thriving chain, whose heyday in the 1940s saw over 100 locations across the United States, also claims to be the originator of the onion ring. <gasps> the blooming onion. Texas toast may have first may have been first created in 1946 at the pig stand in Denton, Texas. Hey, which we Denton, talked about that's earlier. That's what we talked about first. Yeah. yeah. After a bakery order for thicker slices of bread resulting resulted in slices too thick for the toaster and a cook, Wiley W.W. W. Cross... <laughs> 
<laughs> what kind of name is it? My name is Wiley WWW Cross. <laughs> Suggested buttering and grilling them as a solution. Absolutely. Another pig stand cook in Beaumont, Texas, claimed he created the idea of grilling bread. WWW Cross is also credited for combining the Texas toast with chicken fried steak to create Kirby's Pig Stand's famous chicken fried steak sandwich. Oh, nice. There you go, buddy. Texas toast. That's what I'm talking about, Texas. You should be proud of that shit. I just think it's funny that it was was made, or like they say, tales from, it came from New Mexico, (laughs) and it was called Texas toast. Yeah. It sounds, well, it sounds, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was the, maybe this chain like started in New Mexico, but then like the bread thing happened in Texas. You know what I mean? Well, I've got something for you guys, for you two, and for our <gasps> listeners especially. Really? All right? Something kind of cool. I love surprises. Me so, too. Um, Rob Webb, who is one of our yes. Patreon producers. Yeah, yeah. The and Funbox, right? Also the Funbox podcast. Well, he <laughs> sent over an actual ghost story of his. Nice. Oh, no. And I wanted to read it and uh, see what you guys think of it. All right. Yeah, let's All do right? it, man. He says, and this is from Rob, I was raised in a five-person household. My mother, my father, and my two brothers. All right? We are all two years apart. I am the middle child. Oof. My family was very active in our church. My father was a deacon and my mother taught Sunday school as well as helping with the bus ministry, picking up kids around the neighborhood. Ghosts were never mentioned by my parents. If anything paranormal was talked about, my mother would say it was most definitely of the devil. <laughs> and he it's says, the devil. And he, and he actually put the master of deception. <laughs> With this mentality, I came to feel spiritually untouchable. Since I was a 10-year-old born-again Christian, nothing could ever harm me on the other side, if that existed at all. So I decided to try and summon demons in my room. As you would. Jesus. Rob, what are you doing? Uh, He says, I would use flashlights, homemade Ouija boards, anything that could be used to communicate, as well as just shouting at the ceiling, asking for them to touch me. Hey! Hey! (laughs) Nothing ever happened when I wanted it to. Mom's downstairs just like, shut yeah. up! <laughs> yeah. Stop getting the demons to touch you. <laughs> so he says, uh, nothing ever happened when I wanted it to. I had this lamp that was given to us by our grandmother. It was a ceramic uh, boy with a black dog at his side. The boy had big blue eyes and it gave me the creeps. So one night I turned uh, the lamp away from me so I didn't have to look at it. Then I flipped the switch off. Shortly after I needed to get up again, I flipped the switch on and lo and behold, the boy was facing me again classic saturday mornings were fun me and my little brother would get up uh early and watch cartoons before my parents woke up yeah dude good old days yeah saturday morning cartoons big bowl of cereal yeah Yeah. absolutely so one morning while watching cartoons someone or something started banging on the door that goes into the garage we ran we we ran to our rooms uh grabbed our daisy bb guns and (laughs) waited for whoever to come through the door (laughs) that's pretty badass nothing happened i don't think we ever mentioned that to our parents um, he goes on to say, my older brother probably witnessed the scariest thing of all. To this day, he can't talk about it without getting chills. While brushing his teeth, he witnessed a cloaked black shadow person crouching over, crouching, crouched over, walking in a jerking motion, passing the bathroom and going into our parents' room. I blame my careless summoning of demons. Don't summon demons. Jeez. <laughs> nice. Rob, thank you so much for that and uh, for that email that you sent over to us about your ghost. And for all you other listeners out there, send us those things, man. We, we want to hear these. We want to hear what people think and, you know, what uh, experiences you may or may not have yeah, had. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I thought that was pretty cool. That's pretty gnarly. Yeah. I believe it. I fucking believe it. 100% believe it. And so now, what's up next? I don't know. What do we got next? Texas Toast. 
It's our, you know, we should have been eating it this whole time. Just so you know, you know that because of this shit, I'm on my way home. I'm stopping (laughs) and getting like a buy, like the frozen tech. No, you know what? I'm going to go get a fresh loaf of like the thick. I'm going to make my own goddamn Texas. There you go. Yeah. There you go. And now it's our favorite part of every episode. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for our news segment. All right, so Texas, you know, I want to do something really special today. So I got a hold of my buddies at Mushmouth Records and I was like, listen, we're doing an episode on Creepy Texas and I need to know what do you have? Like, what is the finest musicians and bands and groups that have come out of Texas? <laughs> mm-hmm. So my buddy Clark over there, he told me, he's like, honestly, he's like, I don't have anything. He's like, I got an idea. Why don't we make an album? I'm like, that's a great idea. He's like, I'll tell you what. He's like, why don't you have the three of you do the three most popular and then record it and send it to me and we'll fill it into the album, The Best of Texas. And I said, I'll talk to the guys about it. So what do you guys think? You guys want to be part of this album? I mean, I, 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 I'm I, down. Yeah. What do you think, Moody? Yeah, I can I give it a go, I guess. Yeah. Okay. So All we're right. going to try this right so here I on the spot. A, I have a list of the three that they want us to do. Okay. okay. Um, I'm just going to hand these out randomly then, I guess. So, John, okay. you are actually going to do Drowning Pool Bodies. Oh, sweet. <laughs> because they are from Texas. Nice. They are from Texas. Okay. <laughs> and we did talk about the killing fields and the bodies and everything else. So that was awesome. So <laughs> that's the best mine, version of that song I've ever heard. Mine is going to be from probably one of the greatest groups out of Texas. Uh-oh. If not the, probably we're, the. We're, we're talking ZZ Top, oh. LaGrange. Ooh. Oh, my brother. Oh, my brother. my God and save. They got a lot of nice birds. Car, car. A car, car. And now I'm eating chicken on my sandwich. Where's the rhyme? We're chopping loud. 
And I've got a steak to cook now. Okay, so now we have probably by far the greatest of all three, I would imagine. Best for last. At least in our opinions, for sure. Yes. The one and only <laughs> Pantera ah. with a little song called Walk. Ooh. <laughs> all right. Okay, guys, so I think that's that's gold right there. I think the Mushmouth guys are going to love it. We'll, yeah. We'll dump it down. We'll send it to them, and we're going to be on an album. Right, that sounds man. awesome. Yeah. yeah the best of Texas. The best of Texas. Yeah, yeah. I hope our Texas people enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah, Pantera so. by far. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There were some other bands that we, uh, we found from Texas, but we figured that those three, because we're rockers, you know, we wanted yeah. some rock and jams. We, so. we, we only do the good stuff right. here at the right. Midnight Train. That's, right. that's damn straight. So... Not George Absolutely. Street, damn straight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, passengers, we hope you enjoyed your ride with us through creepy Texas. And we're going to be doing these uh, kind of sporadically throughout the seasons and whatnot. And, uh, you know, going to different parts of the uh, United States as well as different parts of the world. We are taking over the world. That's right. One, One state at a time. <laughs> One train ride at a time or Woo. train wreck at a time, whatever. Dude, our tour bus stinks. It always does. It's those ghosts. It, it may be. <laughs> it's the stinky ghost. We picked up some ghosts yeah. from uh, some residual from Jefferson, Texas. Some residual ghost jizz. <laughs> uh, I so think, I don't think that's ghost jizz. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not claiming that. So keep on voting for uh, upcoming episodes and whatnot on our Facebook page or over at the MidnightTrainPodcast.com, and just click on the "You Pick the Episode" button. Um, we're obviously, if you want to give us an idea or a place where you think is awesome, and you're like, "Hey, I'm from." this town and there's all kinds of crazy shit that goes on here or this state or whatever it is. Let us know, uh, especially for all of our listeners in different countries, like over in Australia. Ah, the dingo. I yeah. actually believe, I think that the next tour we're going to do might be Australia. Nice. We're, we're in the process of, Down booking, under. we're in the process of booking the tours right now. Oh, right, right, right. So I have to work out the dates. And with and COVID and, and everything, right, I know it's right. kind of a, so, yeah, yeah. It's but, about uh, the haunted wallabies. <laughs> <Right>. They bite. <laughs> So I think I think that might be the next tour uh, if we can get all the dates set and the promoters, Perfect. you know, as long as the promoters don't fuck us and they pay the right amount, right? right absolutely, because we're not doing absolutely. this. I mean, right. we fucking need agents, 
Huh. Yeah. yeah. And Foster's on the rider, all that. You right, know. exactly. For Foster's. Foster's. Australian for beer. <laughs> Guppy. Shark. <laughs> Foster's. Beer. And by the way, we're not making fun of Australian oh, at, at all. all. We actually, like, I... I think it's the greatest accent out there. The to be Dingo honest you. HR, baby. <laughs> so listen, over at our website as well, you can uh, buy some super sweet merchandise. Uh, you know, and we will donate 10% of every sale to the National Association on mental illness. And if you are, uh, you were someone you know is struggling with any mental, uh, uh, sorry, mental health issues like me, apparently, I'm extremely hungover, but I'm feeling better. The ibuprofen's working. But if you are having any health issues, please call. Uh, the NAMI helpline at 1-800-950-6264. You can also call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. Or in a crisis, text NAMI to 741741 because mental health is no joke and shit's kind of rough for everybody right now. We get it. And listeners keep asking how they can help keep the steam in our engines. Well, if you like what you hear from us, consider being a producer of the show by heading over to TheMidnightTrainPodcast.com. Click on the Patreon button. Or you can go to patreon.com forward slash the Midnight Train Podcast. Um, for as little as five bucks a month, you can get all kinds of cool shit like, uh, you know, custom t-shirts, custom posters, custom stickers, and, and I mean, all kinds of bonus shit that we're going to be throwing out there. When are we getting the bed set, like with the comforter and sheet print? Um, it's coming. I can't wait for that. Yeah, it's coming. Um, but Is that the one that's got the spectral ghost jizz print? <laughs> yes. U- UV lights. <laughs> yes. Tell no lies. And it, and it smells like just van ass. <laughs> chainsaw. Yeah, it's like a scratch and sniff we made pillowcase. Chain, we made chainsaw cuddle up with them and then like put them in the bag and then we ship them. Took them out on the road with them. Yeah. They smell so good. I so have no doubt. If you are a diehard Midnight Train fan and you want to help produce this motherfucker and be just appreciated as fuck uh, by us, uh, our Patreon is for you. And for those of you that would rather just leave a one-time donation because you're like, hey, these guys are fucking cool. I like what they're doing. You could do that over at PayPal and use the email address, themidnighttrainpodcast at gmail.com. And if neither of those work for you because you're broke like we are, just leave us a review yeah. on Apple Podcasts Perfect. or wherever you go and, and help spread the word, man. Absolutely. And you can uh, you know like, subscribe, you rate us on your favorite podcast platform. Um, most importantly, share it to everybody. Um, you, know, you can also check us out on YouTube. We have a YouTube channel where the audio kind of goes there. We throw some video shit up there from time to time as well. So make sure you're doing that. It only takes a couple of minutes you know, to go in and like, subscribe, yeah. and just be a part of what we're doing here. We cannot thank all of you enough for all the love and support. And in saying that, where Hold is... On. I Uh-oh. got a quick shout out real quick. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah, I yeah. just want to thank the Skeleton Sisters podcast, Christina and Jesse. Yeah, yeah. They had uh, their last episode, Jack the Ripper, which is really good. You guys should check it out. They uh, had me uh, a get well thing at the end, which oh, was nice. Re- pretty nice. So thank you guys for I that. Started, I started it. I haven't finished the episode yet. But it's I, actually really good. Yeah. I was cool. hooked on it. It was, it was good stuff. So Jack the Ripper, check it out. Skeleton Sisters podcast, which is on Spotify. It's, Apple. it's on Apple. Apple. Yeah, it's yeah. On Wherever Apple. you listen to podcasts, you know. Yeah. Uh, and also real quick, I just want to throw in there that what we were talking about earlier, I am going to be uh, finding some areas around me and going out and doing some on location, maybe Facebook Live and some stuff. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So Haunted keep, areas. Were you yeah, promised just checking to get, out cool shit. And, can you uh, get the, the rain jacket and the umbrella, like when the newscasters are on location? <laughs> <laughs> like they're they're getting do, blown away from the hurricane. I'll do something. It's I'll do really something. windy out here. <laughs> I'll but do. I, I'll definitely do something to make it fun. I think but the I'm gonna, viewers would appreciate that. I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna find some cool spots, some creepy spots, and uh, maybe Facebook Live them, and maybe we can 
throw the video over on YouTube for those of you who don't have Facebook or anything like I that. I have in my car, remind me to give it to you for this. I have a headlamp with the, the strap. Oh, per- dude, perfect. Yeah, perfect. it'd be perfect for the live yeah, thing. Like, you, know, you get the headlamp on, like, I'm Moody and I'm on location. <laughs> you know, like, you're a miner, like, in the coal mines. <laughs> Moody here on location. <laughs> and I'm in my on. backyard. I'll have it on during the daytime. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Moody, give me my drum roll here so we can say thank you to all these beautiful people. Thank you to <laughs> Tess, Kevin, Matt, Diana, Christopher, Jacqueline, Katie, Michaela, Ramsey, Tamar, Tommy Speakerbox, the Sister Skeleton. Please make sure you check out the Sister Skeleton podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Riley, Diane, Alina, Stephanie, Julie, Laura, Cynthia, Kirsten, Dawn, Nicola, Caitlin, Chanel, Alex, Emily, Ann, Son of Vasco, Alicia, Friend of Pie, Danny, Melissa, Grace, Stormy, uh, Eva, Melissa, Wayne, Victoria, Hager, Sean, Chainsaw. Wow. Thank you. Jigsaw, Bill, Sons, Colin, uh, Todd, David V, Juan, Belen, Ken and Brad over at Voodoo Vodka, Chef Kevin, Katie, Davey, our Mexican Vato, and a very fucking huge special thank you to our amazing Patreon producers, Chad Flint, Cheryl Pierce, Chad, uh, Chris McLeod, Justin Kowalczyk, Rob uh, Webb from the Funbox podcast. Again, check out their podcast. And that was a great story from Rob today. Yeah, awesome. Uh, Christina Skelton, Jessica Bartolome, Bill Birch, and Samantha Pickworth. If you want your name to be mentioned on the show, sign up as a member on our website or become a Patreon producer. And a friendly reminder, if you want to listen to the high movie review, which is going to be amazing. I already know it. Yeah. You gotta Time is short. You gotta, you gotta, you sign gotta up. get on soon. So sign up to Patreon soon because we're gonna be doing this in like about a week or so. You want to get on board? You want to be the first one to hear that yeah. shit? Too. It's gonna be good, man. Yeah. So in saying that, stay safe out there, passengers. And as always, choo choo, motherfuckers. Now go home and get your fucking shine box tonight. In the box car, we have Jonathan and Jeff's band, Sky Pilots, with an unreleased demo track called "The Panic." You amazing passengers are the first to hear it, so be gentle. We wouldn't want Jeff to quarantine himself again.